Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dive into the thriving local arts, entertainment, and food scene with coasting editor Jerry Boggs and his guests. Let us be your guide to the creative South Coast. Welcome back to another Coast of the Podcast. We're here in the tiny podcast studio at the Standard Times, and uh, we have Margot Saunier with us from the city of New Bedford. Margot, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Jerry? Doing really well. Uh, Thank you for coming in, and thank you for taking time from your busy, busy uh, July uh, to to take some time with us. You have had a big month. Yep. And you had a really big day yesterday. You had some uh, some folks come down from the state house to uh, give you money. Yes. Uh, I wish we could all be so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so it really was wonderful. Yesterday, the lieutenant governor, Karen Polito, announced grants from Mass Development, TDI, and it's called the Local Lift Program, that they awarded and invested $40,000 in the city of New Bedford. So we are taking that investment and putting it into our pool for Wicked Cool Places, which is a grant program, a creative placemaking grant program, the first in the city. And so that's new. That came along when your office was created. Yes. When was, when, when was that? How long have you been here with us? So this is my second year. Okay. It I'm seems longer. My, not it not that you wear on us, but you, it yeah. seems like you've been here for uh, for a long time. It 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 does to me too in a very good way. I love being here. My family moved here from Boston, so um, it started last year. We did a pilot program in 2018, and we invested over fifty thousand dollars, fifty seven thousand dollars in several projects in the city, which I can go into some detail in a little bit. So that was a pilot program, and now we've launched our official first round of Wicked Cool Places. The applications are available now through August 16th, and we have them on our new website called newbedfordcreative.org. So anyone can go on and check it out. Which is part of your busy July was exactly. the website. And I know that's been the culmination. We've, we had some meetings going back months ago talking about the website. So I'm sure it's been a, uh, a long haul to get the website up and going. Um, your, your new child that you just... Uh, Yes. You and a team of people gave birth to, I guess. Exactly. Uh, There's a team of us, uh, the New Bedford Creative Consortium, which is the leadership group in charge of implementing the arts and culture plan. So they were involved, myself, the team at the EDC, and Medium Studio is, is the one, is the design firm who designed the website. So it's just incredibly exciting to... I'm on the web that website every day. <laughs> if you want to see the the results of the past year of planning, that it's on it's on this website. And so all of this was kind of born when the city council approved a occupancy tax for the local hotels, and 
that money, I think it was $100,000 a year, goes to the arts and cultural plan and fund, I guess the arts and cultural fund, which funded mm-hmm. the arts and cultural plan. Yes. And then uh, that also funded the first round of the pilot program of the grants. Is that right? It did. And I really want to acknowledge Mayor John Mitchell and the city council because they were very visionary with creating this arts, culture, and tourism fund through hotel taxes. So it's not resident taxes, it's fueled by the uh, visitors who come. And it's the first in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So it's the, this is, New Bedford's the first to create this fund. And it's been able to allow me, well, first of all, uh, I'm grateful because I wouldn't be here without the fund <laughs> in the first place. And it's allowed me to leverage that fund to invest in additional grants. Like yesterday with mass development, you know, that I, I wouldn't say it wouldn't happen without the fund, but we're seeing a lot more investments in the city being leveraged because we do have this arts, culture, and tourism fund. Well, and it gives something, you know, the, you know, being able to, to, spend this money on the placemaking grants now that you've seen a year you've had some applications you've had some projects then when you go to the state and say hey this is where we want to spend this this money here's what it does you have something mm-hmm. to show them other than just some ideas on paper so i i, I can't imagine that doesn't help uh, when does. you go look for more money yeah exactly and it, it also helps because a lot of the grants out there require matching funds mm-hmm. so we can immediately be like we do have the matching funds to apply for a lot more opportunities. And this program, what it does for both individuals and nonprofits, actually groups can apply. So it's a unique situation where you have this opportunity for artists, for creatives, for nonprofit organizations, for businesses, a lot of collaboration. New Bedford is a very collaborative, has a very collaborative environment here. That's was one of the things that surprised me when I first came to the city that um, everyone is look, well, I would say everyone, but most people are looking to collaborate. Yeah. And it's, it's been amazing to see, you know, when that first round of Wicked Cool Places, we received you know, nearly 40 applications and it was asks of over $350,000 with budgets of a million. (laughs) So we, at our 50,000, we invested in 12 projects that uh, many people can see the results of right now. If you look at Super Flat New Bedford and what they've been doing with their murals across the city, the Seaport Art Walk along the waterfront, we were able to collaborate with UMass Dartmouth, Bristol Community College, and Mass. Uh, Massachusetts Design Art and Technology Institute, otherwise known as DATMA, and they and to expand that program for students. So there's a lot of exciting things happening in Wings Court downtown. There will will be new lighting installed that are designed by UMass Dartmouth cool. students, which is going to be really cool. And right now you can see furniture that was created by them. Um, so 
and I could go on and on. <laughs> I mean, really, like yeah. there's so many more cool projects that are happening and ideas that people have that we can transform all of the neighborhoods. And it's not, it's transforming them that keeps the authentic culture. Like that's what we want to celebrate. And that's the, you know, placemaking kind of, you know, when you hear that, you're like, huh? Uh, or at least yes. I am. Maybe I'm just uh, a little slower on the uptake. But, uh, you know, when, when you kind of explain it about kind of, you know, taking a place that's there, a place that, you know, like Wings Court, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. you can stop, you can have a sandwich, you can have a slice of pizza, you could just hang out for a little while. But then kind of elevating it a little bit by giving it a little touch of art, a little touch of design, you know, more furniture, different furniture, better free furniture, something creative, something that kind of kind of helps elevate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know you had some of the uh, some of the grants or, or I guess some of the placemaking opportunities were even trying to to link up property owners who have, you know, a big flat wall. Uh, with a muralist who can come in and paint something really cool on your big flat wall. Yeah. And I just love that. I think that's fantastic because that's, you know, you have people who want to create these projects, but you know, there's just not that many buildings that, that have the space and have the availability and, and want that. So being able to match those things up is, is great. Right. It is. It really is. We do want to encourage, I mean, arts and culture is, is valuable on its own for its own sake. And it's also an opportunity for economic development. And that's always a great investment. Well, you know, you're talking about the, you know, kind of the occupancy tax and, and, you know, where I came from in Kentucky, you know, statutorily any occupancy tax had to go to tourism because the idea is instead of being a regressive tax, which kind of reduces itself, um, this increases itself because, you elevate the community, more people come visit, more mm-hmm. people stay in the hotels, you bring in more tax money, you invest more back into the community and it grows and grows and grows. And hopefully that kind of lifts up everything. And suddenly the reputation of New Bedford is, oh, have you been to that cool arts town where all the murals are, where the cool funky lights are downtown? Like it's a, it's a great place to go visit and, and eat and, and drink and, and go check out the sites. Yeah. And I think that our name, Wicked Cool Places, is perfect because we believe that New Bedford is a wicked cool place, (laughs) all of it. And we want to highlight and, you know, if you're a community in the South end or the West end or the North end, wherever your neighborhood is, you know of that wicked cool place. And if you have an idea to make it even better, we want to hear from you. Like that's, that's who we want to hear from. And that's what I loved what you said about the grants again, grant, the grant uh, requesting window is open now. So uh, beat feet to the website and apply now. But the fact that people were making big asks, the people were having big dreams and saying like, I want to do something, you know, massive and, and, you know, with some, with some help, with some new, new funding sources and things like that, maybe those, those giant things will happen down the road, but it's inspiring that people are dreaming big and, and kind of shooting for the stars. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And we do have a, a wide range of grants. So, you know, the last year, the we granted $700 to $10,000. And I, I, not predicting that this time will be similar, but what we're saying is that we'll grant $500 to $15,000. So, you know, and we're not requiring a match so that if you do not have additional funding, you can still apply for this grant program, which is great for 
you know, especially for individual artists who have this like cool idea yeah. to do something cool. Fantastic. And so what else? Um, so the website's new. The website just kind of came up and came online. Um, what else can, can we, we talk about that a little bit? What else can yeah. we go there for? Yeah. I know what my favorite thing to go there for is, uh, but I'll let you talk a little bit first before I, uh, before I share my I favorite I can't wait thing. to hear what you say. Um, so yeah, the website was launched a couple weeks ago. And in addition to Wicked Cool Places, there are a few other interesting tabs on here. So the, the first one is that you can download a briefer version of the arts and culture plan it's up on the website so you can have uh, 31 pages to read (laughs) instead of 200 pages to read and uh, the other thing on there there's a couple other things so the creative directory which I think is super cool that's my favorite part you thought it was going to be something else Um, well I I love the creative directory I love the fact that you can go and see like you know it's kind of a a, a brag bucket for New Bedford to say look at these people look at the things they do Mm -hmm. their websites are linked off of it and I'm sure can if, if you're an artist in town, do they contact you to, to be added? Like, so what's the right, process? Right on the page for the creative directory, there's a button that says click to join. So you can just click to join the creative directory. There's no cost to take part in it. And we have several different categories. So applied and visual arts is our largest category right now of artists. And we also have film and multimedia, music and performing arts, written and published works, and history and preservation. So individual artists can join as well as organizations in all of those categories and the one requirement is that we ask that you list an address in New Bedford you might not live here that's not a requirement but where have you you know exhibited your work or performed or volunteered like there's some so there's some connection to New Bedford in some way so that opens it up to a lot more regional like greater New Bedford region for a lot of people to join and use this as a network so anyone can go to the creative directory if you're looking for a photographer you can just go up to you know film and multimedia or check out check out the the websites and it links to whatever if you have a website we can link to your website if you have instagram or facebook or twitter we'll link to whatever you tell us that where you want to direct people too. I, just, I, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's, I hope hopefully all the, all the creatives in town flock to that and add themselves because it's a great direct, you know, it's a great place to go. And, you know, you say, Oh, I saw, you know, this, this cool painting downtown. What else does this person do? How do I find their website? You know, sometimes Google just doesn't really cut it yeah. on, on some of these things when we you know when it's a website that doesn't have a whole lot of traffic or, or uh, places where, so the SEO doesn't pick it up. So I, I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful kind of thing to have this list of all the artists in town, all the creatives and all the makers. It's so nice. It is. And the, the intention, too, for for me is really to showcase and highlight all of the people who make this city such a cool place. 
And, you know, yes, we have our institutions and, and all of that, that that are wonderful and are, and are needed and contribute to the creative economy and creative industry. But there's also all of these individuals and it's, it's all of them who in their own way contribute to this being such a creative city. Yeah. And they do some, you know, it's one of those things you, you kind of, there's the people, you know, but there's so many people you don't Don't know. know. Exactly. Um, And they do some really cool things and some really off the wall things and some really inventive things and some really things that are going to make you raise your eyebrows and say, what? (laughs) And you know, that's part of the part point of art is to, uh, to make you wonder and question and things like that. So it's, uh, Mm -hmm. I I think it's a nice, it's a very good start on kind of exposing the, the true talent in New Bedford that, uh, may fly under the radar too often. Right. And especially for people who live outside the city, like some, like you said, like some of us who are in the know, know a lot of these people. But if you don't live here and you're not in the community, you might not know like how many amazing, extraordinary people live and work here. So that's another highlight to like showcase them. So I love that creative directory. You can spend hours just clicking on people's pages and checking out what they've yeah. done. You're like, yeah, it's uh, it's worth your while just to go kind of surf. You know, here, what, what does this person do? What does this person do? You, like, you can just go down the list. It's exactly, great. exactly. So that's just one of the pages that we have. Another one is the toolbox, which um, will be expanded. But right now, what I have links to are. Um, Tools for art and business, art and space, art and funding, and art and promotion. So, you know, we want to be providing all of the individuals and organizations with direct links to how can you promote your art or your cultural organization or your project. Um, I, If you need space for a rehearsal or a performance, where can I rent space? Where can I rent studio space? Studio space, too. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to open uh, your own business, what are the tools out there? Who are the organizations that will help me do that? So, um, and especially for funding, you know, links to to funding funding organizations, not only locally, but state and nationally as well. And Rihanna Grace came in and we talked about the um, capacity building arm of the creative commonwealth and how it was kind of giving the giving the uh the artists and the art groups the tools they need to have a good board manage their budget be really functional be highly functioning and not kind of be you know hoping that they get to the to the point where they're not kind of like year to year you know paycheck to paycheck so to speak Mm -hmm. um and i think giving you know tools like that make a make a big difference because you know sometimes people don't know what's out there exactly there's no there's no you don't get a guidebook when you decide i'm going to be an artist there's no one drops you off a pamphlet and says here you go yeah now you have a a guidebook so that's really uh really key yeah and if you can't make those workshops or not part of that cohort there are online resources so we want to do both like connect to when you're on your own time you can read through articles or webinars or what have you and then um and as well as if you have the opportunity to attend workshops all right so that is one of the pages on there so we went to the creative directory we did the toolbox there's a place for wicked cool places 
And then there's a couple other pages. There's one on cultural districts. So um, we are in downtown, the Seaport Cultural District, and we have highlighted two others. So the Seaport Cultural District is actually a designation by the state, by Mass Cultural Council. So we are an official state-designated cultural district. And we will be in the process of not yet applying for, but we're building the foundation to apply for two other cultural districts. One is in the North End called the Ave Mm -hmm. and is spearheaded by the group Love the Ave, who are doing some um, incredible work up in the North End. They did the fun restaurant week uh, this past year that was really great. And they will be doing another restaurant week too, which is great great to continue that and the south end we're calling it the point Mm. so to highlight all of the organizations and the natural resources with the beaches and fort tabor that are located in the in the south end so um we have links on there where if you click on the seaport cultural district we have a map of all of the public art the cuisine, the cultural tourism, the art organizations. Uh, So it's a very comprehensive list that connects to Google Maps. And we'll be doing that eventually for the other districts. And so that's the the highlight for cultural districts. And then the other great thing about this website is we have a calendar of events. Hey, you thought it was going to be my favorite part. That's what I <laughs> thought you were going to say. <laughs> so to, for the background, um, Margot uh, approached uh, the Standard Times several months ago and we were talking about the calendar. And, and we have the community calendar on our website. And uh, we've talked with, you know, Rihanna Grace from the Community Foundation. And I think... Um, you know, kind of at the same time that you were doing the arts and culture plan and they were doing the bar foundation grants. Um, a lot of voices were coming together and saying, we need a, we need a calendar. We need, of a events. Calendar. We need a calendar events. And everybody's like, why should we have three or four or six calendar events? I know like uh, destination mm-hmm. New Bedford has, has their they do. larger tourism based calendar events. And, and, you know, we have the one that's kind of user populated and things like that. So we were able to, uh, to work together and have a, have our calendar embedded on your website so it's a nice little uh, portal to uh hopefully have all the things come in one place and uh the company that that our parent company partners with is events and uh with two v's for no real good reason i, I, I don't like when people misspell things for no reason but uh um it's nice is because that they a have software a, e- it it is it is actually a company it's a, okay it's a company that we contract with evvnts um and so they provide basically the, the, the hosting platform um, that then is on all the gatehouse uh, newspapers. And uh, the one that's on, on the Coastin, both on Standard Time slash Coastin and on Herald News uh, slash Coastin, is a shared one that covers the entire South Coast region. And uh, you can click on places. You can choose New Bedford. You can choose Fall River. You can choose different uh, towns and cities inside of that map and just see events there. You can check by date. You can check by weekend. You can check what's coming up. All of those things. And you can check by genre yeah. if you're interested. Yeah, you in, can do yeah. music, arts, um, you know. Family uh, friendly. Yeah, activities. Yeah. We had a, we, we were just working with some, some folks who wanted to, to uh, upload their uh, their group bike ride on there. 
And so we have a lot of things like that. And uh, one of the things that I like about it is they have a, a partnership with a couple different companies. So um, like Eventbrite, if you have your, your event posted on Eventbrite, it automatically links through. So it makes it easier for you if you're... You're only having to input at one yeah, time. Yeah, you don't have to go. Again, it's the same thing with like, you know, if... if the city had a calendar and the community foundation had a calendar. We had a calendar. It gets exhaustive to update all those at the same time. So it's nice to have kind of a one-stop shop. So that's maybe that's my second favorite place. Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Cause I love it because you know, destination new Bedford is a great calendar and that is focused on tourism. So it really is for major events and festivals for destination new Bedford. This calendar of events is both like a community calendar, so for arts and culture community, and it's the added benefit of being promoted regionally. Mm-hmm. So because that you're connected to the whole South Coast region, you're inputting your events into this calendar that, um, you know, if someone does click on just New Bedford, it'll pop up there, but it'll pop up for for all of the region. And it's really, you know, my girlfriend and I use it all the time. We'll, you know, we're, we have a Saturday where for by chance we both are free. We're like, okay, what are we going to do Saturday? Like, yeah. we want to do something fun. We have, we're, we're busy a lot. So like if there's an open Saturday, if there's an open Friday night, we're going to say like, okay, is there, is there a band somewhere? Is there like, you know, something going on? Is there a festival? Is there a fair? Is there a community something going on that we can go check out? And we'll go there and check, you know, what's coming up this weekend. And it gives you everything from, from Wareham to Somerset, basically. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, none of us are afraid to drive 30 minutes to go do something fun. So, uh, it's yeah, it's nice. Yep. Super, super cool. Um, so those are the main things on the website right now. And this is phase one. Of yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely phase one because it really is very new. I know you sent me kind of a, uh, a sneak peek. Um, yep. and that seems like that was just a week or two ago, but I know it was a little bit longer than that, but, uh, it's very, very fresh on the internet. So, uh, I look forward to, you know, we'll spend a lot of time there. I'm sure. Yep. And it is new Bedford Yeah, Great. And so what else is going on with, uh, with your office? I know you, you mentioned the arts consortium. So, you know, we, we had the master plan, um, kind of what are some of the next steps? Um, yeah. Looking down the road. So the, Arts and culture plan, one of the first steps was to create this leadership group who would implement the plan. So we, um, it's called New Bedford Creative Consortium. Um, The list of the 27 individuals who are part of this group are also on the website in our about section. So you can check out this very impressive group of people, some of whom were on the steering committee for the arts and culture plan, but there actually are a lot of people who were not on the steering committee, but are very invested in arts and culture and the arts and culture plan implementing it. So we began earlier this year meeting, we have quarterly meetings, we've met as a large group twice this year. Our third meeting is coming up in September. And the group is broken out into three task forces. So those are really the working groups Mm -hmm. that are taking on the individual projects of the plan. 
and most of them have met. So the three are the fundraising and distribution task force, and those people are the ones who are implementing the Wicked Cool Places grant, which is great. So um, they're, they're all set, and we're ready, raring to go, reviewing hopefully a lot yeah. of applications that come in. Apply now. And uh, now through August 16th. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have our public art and facilities task force. And they have met and will be focusing on creating a public art policy for the city. So the city of New Bedford currently doesn't have an official public art policy. So that group is looking into and doing research of what do what do other cities do with public art policy and programs? How do they work? What best practices can we take from that? Um, and they're well on their way. And then the the other task force is the placemaking and community task force and they will be meeting for the first time in a couple weeks from now and I imagine that they're going to be looking at the events in the city like how can we streamline so that we make it not only easier for residents and for groups who have events in the city but also for the city You know, that uh, uh, we're not placing a burden on uh, certain city departments when we have, because there's so many, I mean, it's one of the wonderful things about New Bedford is that there's so many events and festivals that take place. And when you have multiple major events taking place on the same day, it puts a stressor on certain departments. So how can we be more efficient and work smarter? with our events in the city so that everyone wins. You know, for my seat kind of on the sidelines, it's fun to watch, you know, we just creative Commonwealth just uh, announced their latest grants. So they're all kind of cultural theme grants. And a lot of them are festivals and fairs and things like that, that kind of promote um, culture, um, a culture, an ethnic culture, a shared culture of some sort, you know, kind of cultural touchstones, be it Mm -hmm. food, whatever. And so, you know, to have a committee like that, you know, it, it's nice when everything works together, you know, it's, it's kind of, it feels so very complimentary, like there's a plan. (laughs) Right, exactly. And, you know, there's those of us who, so, you know, I do talk closely with the community foundation who has their creative Commonwealth initiative and um, and then I also uh, talk closely with the local cultural council, who is another funding mechanism here in the city. So there's there's a lot of investment that's taking place right now, and we do want to, like I said, kind of work smarter, like just be efficient, and we're all working towards the same goals. The um, one of the festivals that the Community Foundation awarded a grant is for the Guatemalan Festival Mm -hmm. in Riverside Park. That's the the September. And that's a perfect example of, you know, I went with my family last year and it's a kite festival, but also a celebration of the Mayan culture and, um, and the music and the food and the, you know, it was, it was an amazing to experience. And, um, 
one of the Wicked Cool Places grants went to an individual artist, Tracy Barbosa, to do kite festival workshops. So she has been doing all of these, like how to build a traditional Guatemalan kite mm. that have taken place all over the city. And, um, and so at this year's festival, which will be bigger than last year, I, I'm, you know, I can only imagine yeah, yeah. that we'll have all of these handmade, beautiful kites to showcase. So cool. Yeah. So it's, it really is like working together as a community that lifts us all up. And then, and that goes back again to your offices in the economic development uh, office in New Bedford. And it all goes back to kind of the rising tide lifts all boats. See the more people, mm-hmm who come to New Bedford and experience these things and have a good opinion are more likely to come back here and go shopping and go eating and, uh, you know, maybe open a business here. Um, we did a, a business story about, uh, is it Wolf Wolf, the, uh, yeah, the pet dog. boutique on yeah. Union Street. <laughs> and uh, uh, we had been to the one in Bristol and bought, they have uh, these specific dog toys that our dog can't destroy because he destroys everything. <laughs> but these are especially tough and he loves them. Um, and they were the only place that we could find them. And uh, so yeah, I was familiar with their store in Bristol. And then when I saw they were in New Bedford, I just couldn't believe it. I was so excited. It was, uh, you know, right in the backyard. So right. it's nice, you know, things like that. You know, people come to New Bedford and they see it and they're like, wow, this is, this has promise. We just had the story about the, uh, about the South Coast open air market that said, you know, we kind of think we found a home here. Um, yes. that, that's from Somerset. And uh, now they're, they're looking to, they're, they're coming to New Bedford regularly. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, that South Coast open air market is pretty spectacular with, you know, they have upwards of 70 vendors in the city come. <laughs> Unfortunately, the day that we schedule to go, it's a, it's it's 95 degrees and feels like 100 and something. I so know. <laughs> it wasn't the best shopping day for outdoor vendors in the world. But, right. Uh, but yeah, right. so it'll be cooler in the future. So we should definitely all check it out. Yeah. So. And the one in August is on the same day as the Third Eye Open, mm. the hip hop festival. So it, I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be amazing yeah. to have the energy of the youth and hip hop and break dancing competition and basketball three on three and the music and then you have South Coast Open Air Market vendors with their art and and craft making and makers and um, and food and yeah, farmers market yeah. yeah so definitely check that out save that date very cool it's, it's, there's so many cool things happening mm-hmm. so many cool things happening uh, so I, with that being said, you'll have to come back and talk about more cool things in the future. So thank you for coming in and thank you for talking oh, about my all, the, pleasure. All, all your busy July and uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Jerry. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. 
Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.